Hello again, Radio Laureate. It is me, Jackson Wells, your lovely station manager, back again. We've got a really exciting interview coming up for you in our Students' Union Elections interview series. Today I'm joined by a presidential candidate, Ben. Ooh, I usually ask people the last name, and I was really confident. Is it Jesso or Jesso? Jesso. Jesso. Awesome. I should have just gone for it. Ben, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Happy to be here. Great. All right. So you're running for president. You've got t-shirt going how's the how's the campaign been for you so far it's been good it's been busy look busy couple of days We've got three left after this so looking forward to that i have an awesome team so they've made it fun been able to meet students in waterloo and Brantford, which has been fun the drive between yesterday and the snow less fun um, right yes we're making it work great all right well thanks so much for coming down we'll get into it i got some fun kind of like light icebreaker questions to get us started cool. and we'll get into the nitty-gritty first one i got for you today is what is your favorite first year memory at laurier Favorite first year memory. That's hard because first year was weird for me. I'm a 2020, Mm -hmm. fall 2020 first year. So we repeat COVID. Came to campus anyway, lived in residence. So Hawk Weekend, House Council, that piece was a great time. Despite it being on Zoom, I met some awesome people and had some fun. Great. Yeah, that's... Uh, we've we we use this list of questions that we've been asking people for like years now, and that's always that's been like a really solid like uh, icebreaker question. And then this year, I've been asking people, and basically everyone I've talked to is like, "Well, I started on the COVID year, and it's not as <laughs> yeah." <laughs> so yeah, that's that's definitely uh, throws a wrench in it. Next one I got for you, a little icebreaker. What's been your favorite and least favorite class so far at Laurier, and why? My favorite class so far has been my applied marketing class in my third year. I had a really awesome prof. He made the class really engaging and also assigned like almost no readings, which was helpful other than a few cases. Least favorite class, Calculus 2 was just not a great time for me. Right. But we got through it, got the credit, but would not repeat if I don't have to. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, and last last iceberg question is, I like to ask a very basic one for people. Can you please describe yourself in three words? Basic but hard. Committed. I think I do a lot on campus and generally committed to the Laurier community and find time to do it all. I'd like to think I'm pretty organized and I'd like to think funny. So we'll go with that as well. (laughs) Great. All right. So with that out of the way, we all kind of know each other a little bit. We can kind of hop into it. And so my first question about your campaign is also going to be a really obvious one. Why did you decide to run for president? Yeah, I think for me, it's because I kind of fell in love with the Laurier community when I came in first year and have tried to stay involved ever since and found a real passion for, one, making an impact on the community that I'm a part of, so that's a big driver. And also working with students, supporting students and advocating for them has been something that I've been really passionate about at my time at Laurier and something I've tried to do a lot in a couple of the roles I've held on campus. And SU president kind of felt like a role where I could really sink my teeth into that even more and do it full time for a year and hopefully make, make a lasting impact in the community that I'm part of. Right, for sure. Yeah, you talk about having a lot of fun experiences on campus. What are kind of the experiences that you've had that you think kind of, I guess, qualify you for this role? Yeah, I'll try not to run through all of them because I don't want to leave us here for too long. I think currently I'm working on the Students' Union Executive Team as the Associate Vice President on the Waterloo Campus for the Clubs Department, supporting our Waterloo Faculty Association. So kind of seeing the inner workings of the Students' Union, the day-to-day operations there, which has been an awesome experience. Speaking of faculty associations, I was the president of mine last year, the Lazarus Student Society. So got some experience running a pretty large organization. I was a 45-person internal team, clubs community of almost 500 student volunteers. So kind of running a large operation like that with some awesome experience. I think one of the major things SU does as well is working with campus partners and various other departments at Laurier. And I've had some, gotten to work with a bunch of them on campus. Um, I've been at Dawn for three years working in the Department of Residence. I'm currently chairing the Waterloo Leadership Council out of the Residence Education Unit. Uh, so 
done a lot. I'm also currently working with a national organization called the Canadian Association of Business Students. So making connections beyond the Laurier campus with some other institutions. And obviously those partnerships are really key when we're looking at something like student advocacy, working with governments and stuff like that. So a lot of pre-existing relationships and some solid operational experience to back it up as well. Right, for sure. And speaking of those relationships, what kind of people, or I guess not what kind of, who have you kind of been talking to ahead of your kind of campaign about getting advice or kind of different like stakeholders that you would have reached out to ahead of time? Yeah, there's obviously a lot. Obvious one, I got to speak with our current president, Megan Spentler. She was an awesome help. I've also been able to connect with, like you said, various campus partners. I've been lucky enough to have a pretty solid relationship with our current dean of students, Adam Lawrence. So I chatted with him a little bit. Our director of residence, Chris Dodd, our associate director of residence life, Brian. So some key folks there, Mackenzie Lake over in the Locust department and the Locust team. So a lot of student affairs focused folks, as well as a lot of current like club presidents, faculty association presidents, committee coordinators, committee volunteers to kind of get the internal perspective on SU as well. So kind of tried to hit all the bases from the current operational team to the student leaders that SU supports to a lot of the kind of the key campus partners we work with. Great. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of folks, a lot of folks are on campus to talk to about a lot of different things. One of the most kind of important things that a student union president has to do when working with like students is kind of the idea of transparency. A lot of students that we've talked to have like, don't really know a ton about the student union. And and so there's kind of two different levels of transparency. The students need to know what's what's going on. But then they also once they know what's going on, how do you kind of explain kind of the more intricate things to them? How do you plan to kind of remain transparent with students and also educate them on what the student union does? Yeah, that's not an easy task, right? I've mm-hmm. tried to do a lot in some previous roles. I think a lot of it is taking some intentional time to do that work. Like, I think it often kind of, oftentimes comes a side project. It's like, oh, we should post about that on social media, release a statement about that, whatever. But I think being really intentional with the time that we take to engage with students and talk to them, whether that's setting up within the concourse, throwing something on social media, I think the SU does that campaign that has kind of always been around for a while. It's a really awesome way to promote that stuff. I know the SU marketing team ran something called SU Gifts That recently as well, which promoted a bunch of the committees and departments, which was great. I think transparency is also really important. That come, With that comes student feedback and connecting with students and hearing their opinions and kind of have letting students drive the things that SU does as well. If you take a look through my platform, which I know is a long document this year, um, one of the things I would really love to set up is called a President's Advisory Committee. So... That is kind of two-sided, so get some feedback and also allows to be allows some transparency to come from the president's office with a ton of different stakeholders on campus, student whether it's student union volunteers, faculty presidents, folks from campus partners like residents or locusts, setting up that intentional time and intentional space to connect with students, kind of get SU's message out there and also collect some feedback on that front as well. Great, yeah. And kind of connected to the issue of I guess oh student awareness is mm-hmm. student voter turnout in student union elections. It's been fairly low, floating around 14, 15% in the, over the past couple of years. How do you kind of plan to both this year in your campaign and kind of help encourage students to, to learn more about student union elections and get involved? And then if you were to be president next year, how do you plan to kind of help build that uh, awareness come next year's elections? Totally. Yeah. I think from the candidate side of things, we've been spending a lot of time boothing on campus, doing some social media stuff. Having those folks reshare promo on social media was a major thing for us. I think boothing in Waterloo, boothing in Brantford and kind of making sure we're connecting to students directly and trying to get the message out there. And whether that, obviously my preferred message is vote for Ben, but also the message is just go vote, right? It's easy. You're going to get a link next Tuesday, fill it out. It takes two minutes. So encouraging folks to just take the time. So as a candidate, that's what I've been doing. As president, I think it's, you're in a weird spot, right? Because remain impartial and Megan's been doing right, awesome job yeah. of that this year, but also promoting voting in general. I think the SU marketing team does a lot to promote voting and working with our chief returning officer, Orlin, this year, who's been amazing. So setting, 
goes back to intentional time, right? Mm-hmm. Making time for these priorities and make sure we're prioritizing them in a busy organization. I think students union should represent 100% of the undergraduate population and 14% definitely isn't close to that. Right. So, I mean, if we're up to me, I'd love to see every student vote, but not what we've seen in the past, but I'm hopeful this year it'll be a little higher with, I mean, four of us running for president and a pretty big referendum. Yeah. So I'm confident that it will be a little higher this year. Great. Yeah. All right. Let's let's dive into a little bit about kind of what you're about. I'll, I'll kind of give you the opportunity to share some of your platform ideas with some inspired questioning. And then I'll also kind of ask some more specific stuff. So you've got these three key pillars. Yes. The first the first one is supporting student leaders. Obviously, you've been a student leader for a long time. I guess the first question is, why do you think it's important to support these student leaders and what kind of supports do they need, which may kind of lead into some of your kind of goals? Totally, yeah. Like on the importance of it, I think student leadership really drives community on campus. The student union president, the VP team, whatever you want to think about, it's five, maybe six people, right? They can't promote and engage with the student body of 22,000. So having those student leaders in crucial positions and supporting them in the work that they do is really how we drive campus engagement and making that experience enjoyable, fun, and supportive for them is what's going to keep them coming back, right? I think when I say student leadership, I think there's the traditional definition. When you think like club president, the faculty association president, I would also challenge folks to think about it in a lot broader terms than that, whether we're talking about a general member on SU committee, a residence life don, a locus off-campus advisor. Like, those are all student leaders on campus as well. So I think that definition is a lot broader than some might think. So it seeks a general student support as well. In terms of, like, how we support them, I think a key thing for me, and this is definitely informed by my work largely in the clubs and associations department with the students' union, is setting them up for success long-term in terms of training and access to resources. So I know as a fac- former faculty association president, we attend club training. It's an hour once a semester and kind of gives you the nitty gritty how to fill out a reimbursement, right? But might not set them up for the most success in terms of the difficult situations they might run into, whether that's EDI related issues, gendered sexual based violence and how to respond to disclosures of that or incidents of that, which unfortunately is a common thing on any university campus, right? So setting student leaders up to respond to situations in an appropriate way, support students and connect them to the right resources, I think is a big thing for me. It's something that has come out of my work with residence life and intersected with my work with the student union as well. So things like that and just generally making sure that student leaders stepping into a role are ready to succeed and ready to make a positive impact in the community without taking too much on themselves. Right, for sure. And I think some of the some of the things that also jump out for me here in your platform is reevaluating the funding structure of student union-based clubs. Obviously, as someone who works very closely with student clubs, what is that kind of structure like now and where do you kind of see those rooms for improvement? Totally. Yeah. So roughly the way it works now is every student pays, I think it's just under $3 a semester, basically as a club fee. Then that pot of money comes to the clubs department and we spread it out amongst all the student union-based clubs based off of the budgets that they submit. I think one of the key issues that the clubs department's actively facing and student union as a whole, and which goes down to all of our clubs, right, is that that fee hasn't really increased other than with CPI in a while. But the number of clubs on campus is like skyrocketing. We're at almost 300 now, which is awesome. It means people are getting engaged in the community and having a good time and getting those foundational experiences. But a lot of times it also means that those clubs don't have the funds they need to operate in the way that they would want to. So in a perfect world, make that pot of money bigger, whether that's through student dollars, which isn't my favorite method of doing things, sponsorship money, like um, there's tons of ways to get more money in the hands of clubs. But I think also being really intentional with how that money is being allocated, whether that's spending some more time looking at budget allocations, being intentional about what we're funding. Does it make more sense to fund $200 for a club to get 
a sweater for every VPE or does it make more sense to put that money towards a student event that's going to impact a couple hundred students, right? Mm -hmm. So like from a student union side, really taking a look at how we're using that money. And I think historically when there's that many clubs, it's kind of like, yeah, every club gets hundred bucks for a sweater and hundred bucks for a social, 200 bucks per club, multiply that by 150 clubs. All of that money's gone really quick with kind of those just not really even looking at it type things. So being more intentional with how we spend that money, I think is going to be important going forward. Totally, for sure. Yeah. And another another aspect here is trying to um, find more opportunities for these folks to kind of connect with each other as well as connect with, I guess, other, as I understand it, other organizations like the Board of Governors and the Senate. Is this something that is kind of happening now? And what's kind of the connection like now? And why do you think kind of connecting more between all these interdepartmental organizations will help strengthen the, I guess, student experience as a whole? Totally. I think... Number one is like having a, that united student voice is really important from an advocacy perspective. We're working with the Dean of Students Office or Student Affairs or any institutional partner. Having that united front as students makes our position that much stronger, make our, makes our voice that much louder. So plainly from an advocacy perspective, it's really, really beneficial there. Um, I can't really speak to the student, like the student union president's experience, haven't done the job, but I can tell you right now that as a faculty association president, I connected with almost no other elected student leaders. That's not from a lack of effort. We loved working with some other faculty association presidents last year. We got to do an event together. It was a ton of fun. But I, I ran in that election with those board of governors, Senate, a board of directors candidates, and there wasn't really a ton of opportunity for us to interact. And I think we're all, so it probably makes a lot of sense for us to have the chance to connect, which I know I've already talked about the idea of the advisory committee, but I think that's a space to connect those student leaders. I think from the SU president perspective, working with elected reps on the board of governors and Senate, they have a lot of say in some institutional change that I think from an advocacy perspective is really important. So that's kind of where that comes from. Yeah, for sure. And I guess speaking on that, what do you think is the importance of the student union and then as you're working together with these other folks in speaking in kind of like very important and influential conversations within the university obviously in scenarios you and kind of I guess some of the few other elected candidates will be kind of the only students in the room speaking about these issues what is kind of your philosophy on how do you engage in those conversations with those influential folks yeah it's not an easy thing to do I think the student union has done an awesome job of setting up the intentional space to do it, but I think a lot of it comes from a relationship building side as well. It's really difficult for anyone to walk into a room and have an impactful conversation without getting to know the people in the room first, right? I could show up day one if I got elected student union president and walk over to the student affairs office and try to talk to someone, but if I don't, they don't know me. It's not not a high likelihood that they're going to take me seriously or really want to chat in an in-depth way. So taking time to build those relationships and then sit down and have the intentional conversations afterwards, I think is important. Um, I think there's also a ton of alignment if they really get down to it between what any student team president would want to see um, and what the institution wants to see. Ultimately, we're all here to support students. So kind of going back to the idea of kind of that shared value and shared goal, really building what we do off of that, I think it's going to be pretty crucial going forward. Great. And along that lines of the student union and the university working together, obviously another big aspect of our student union is working with advocacy at a larger, more provincial and even occasionally federal level. What's kind of your your vision there? Obviously, there's a lot of turmoil going on right now in terms of university funding, university students. What is kind of your, I guess, I want to ask you like your thoughts on every piece of news, <laughs> but kind of what is your focus and goal for advocating for students at, at a more governmental level this or next year if elected yeah that's fair and i think that 
So one of the SU department's government stakeholder relations really focuses on that entirely. So I haven't worked a ton in that department, admittedly, but I've done my research. So I'd like to know, think I know a little bit about it. I think in terms of like policy work, I think there's a lot of space to work on, like you said, the financial stability of some institutions going forward. I know our president, Deborah McClatchy, wrote an op-ed not too long ago with the Guelph president about kind of sustainability of institutions like Laurier and the University of Guelph and kind of those more mid-sized, largely domestic institutions. So doing some work there, which I know the university is also working on as well. Student housing, especially f- folks in Waterloo, like mm-hmm. we all see what rent is going looking like right now. And I've started looking at places for next year and not fun. So working with gov- working with government, whether it's municipal or provincial, on what student housing looks like, especially in Waterloo and Brantford communities, because it's only getting worse right now. So doing some work there. And then I, th- I talked about this a little bit in my platform as well, but I'm one voice of 22,000, right? So I don't necessarily know every issue that is impacting students right now. And I wouldn't want to sit here, or if I'm president, sit in that office and kind of only focus on what I think is important, which goes back to student feedback, which I talked about earlier, by kind of really listening to students and hearing what their concerns are and then acting on that rather than acting on what I think is important. Because I don't think that my perspective is the be all end all. I think I also come from a place of privilege to some extent and might not be feeling the same impacts that other students might be. So hearing the feedback and acting off of that and then kind of in terms of how we do that, especially at the provincial government level, like Lori is an awesome institution, we're not, by, not the biggest in Ontario, right, and we're yeah. an important voice, but an organization called the Ontario Undergraduate Student Alliance is like a really key partner in that provincial advocacy. Done a little bit of research on them. I've talked with our current VP of Government Stakeholder Relations at Laurier, Viv, who's also the president of that organization. Learned a little bit about it and kind of working with those working with that partner and also all the other institutions that they work with uh, across the province, which kind of my knowledge and experience working with another national organization is definitely helpful there, mm-hmm. um, but kind of the cross-institution collaboration at work uh, to advocate on behalf of students everywhere is really important. Yeah, great. Okay, let's switch gears a little bit into kind of some campus and community, campus community stuff. One kind of the key things that, that came out to me in, in your platform is talking about, you also kind of danced around it a little bit here, homecoming, St. Patrick's Day, these kind of popular events that happen that are very student-focused, student-run, student-focused mm-hmm. and organized, and how the, the the issues and kind of fun things that come along with that and how we can kind of best 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 deal with things that are like probably going to happen and how we can address them in in a way that has been successful which frankly has been has seen some success in the past few years obviously those numbers are different than they are but th- these things kind of still happen so what are your thoughts on the ways that the university is or, or I guess more specifically the student union but also the university has worked to address those kind of concerns from other members of the Waterloo community as well as um, kind of what your kind of vision would be to kind of address some of those things. Yeah, it's a hard topic, right? There's obviously a lot that goes on, a lot of history with Laurier and those events. From a student's union perspective, I think the biggest thing that we can do is offer some programming, run some events, like get out there, be part of the community. Those are, like them or not, they are really big community building events. They are foundational and part of the Laurier experience and an opportunity to connect with students and get them engaged. So I think leveraging them to that extent and hopefully taking that and then having them stay involved in the community long term outside of those two weekends, right? So whether that's the activities team running something on campus that is an alternative to what might be going on in the various streets of Waterloo and working with our partners in student affairs and campus more broadly and helping kind of shape what response looks like. I know personally, I won't speak too much about institutional response, but I think 
from the student union and as an institution, you got to accept they're going to happen. Like, not never going to stop it. It's part of Laurier. It's part of the history. And I think trying to stop them outright is an endless mission that might never see its conclusion. So I think taping them, taking them and reshaping them and making positive reactions and being part of them in a safe and respectful way to the community and to our campus is really what I would try to do, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, for sure. It's obviously, I, I agree that, that, that they're going to happen and how you how you react to that will especially kind of affect students because students... Students don't want to be told not to do something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if the conversation is not, hey, don't do that, but hey, here's a really fun event happening in the turret or in the quad instead of going to a random street where there's just a large group of people, like I think you can pull some students into more intentional and community-focused programming rather than the Wild West, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, we've talked a lot about some general stuff, but mostly about the the Waterloo campus, Alora. Mm-hmm. So take some time to kind of hear a little bit about your thoughts on the Brantford campus. Obviously, yeah. you've got some goals there. What are some things that you think you want to see done if, if elected president in the Brantford campus? And how do you want to support those students when acknowledging that the office is based in Waterloo, so you'll be it'll be traveling there? So what's mm-hmm. kind of your vision? Yeah, I obviously, Brantford campus is... Well, currently half, soon to be a third of Laurier's campuses, and really important part of the community. I think there's a lot in my platform that speaks to Brantford specifically, and also one thing I really tried to take into account when I was writing my platform and kind of writing out some points was that SU is a multi-campus organization, and to me that doesn't mean that we operate in Waterloo and Milton, or Waterloo and Brantford, sorry. It means that we should be trying to do things from a multi-campus perspective and running one thing that can impact both students, not running separate stuff, right? So whether it's having faculty associations collaborate across campus, running some programming across both campuses, try to connect the Waterloo and Bradford communities. That's obviously a big part. And then if you take the time to dig through my platform, there is one full section about supporting the Brantford campus and the Brantford community. There's four points in there. One of them, just kind of maintaining visibility and presence on the campus. I think this year's SU team has done a fantastic job with that, and I've been able to see it as an AVP. And I was actually lucky enough to take over some multi-campus responsibilities for about two months in the back half of last semester, supporting the Brantford faculty, faculty associations as well, which is an awesome experience. Kind of got to know what they need, what they want, and work with them a little bit. So... Visibility, presence, obviously important, um, and that kind of speaks to connecting with students, hearing what they want, and I know I talked about this a little bit earlier when it came to student advocacy pieces as well, but I've been on the Waterloo campus for four years. I know this campus really, really well. I've been in Brantford, I think, through my roles in residence. We spent some time there with my role with SGO, spent some time there this year as well, but I don't necessarily know every issue that's going on there. I'm not there seven days a week, so making sure that we're hearing Brantford students and working on the stuff that they want to see and not necessarily just taking something that works in Waterloo, copy, paste, and running it in Brantford, right? Right. Do some intentional stuff that they want to see that's going to impact that community in a positive way. I know when I was doing some kind of prep work for the campaign and connecting with Brantford students, there was like little kind of gaps in student experience. And I I was speaking with a social work student on that campus, and they kind of mentioned to me that the Waterloo Wellness Center has after hours, kind of hours on two or three days a week, whatever, which the Brantford campus doesn't. Social work students are oftentimes on placement, finish at 4, 4.30, 5 o'clock. And by the time they get back to campus, the wellness center's closed. So like little things like that, I could never have told you that was a right. problem Brantford students were facing, right? But taking the time to connect with students and hearing about it, now that's on my radar. And if I was lucky enough to get elected president next year, maybe that's something we can work with student affairs on and try to make some positive change for those students. Yeah, totally. You, you, you slipped and mentioned it earlier. You've kind of alluded to my next question. Obviously, next year, if, if you're president next year, your presidential term will also coincide with the inaugural term of students coming onto the Milton campus. Yes. Um, obviously, it's it's hard to discuss uh, a student population that technically doesn't exist yet, <laughs> yeah. which definitely makes it hard to kind of 
plan or, or have any goals, but what are kind of your thoughts on kind of starting strong, I guess, with a new group of students? Obviously, it'll be a smaller group of students. It'll also be kind of farther away, and there won't they won't have that inherent Lorraine Goldenhawkness necessarily because it's a whole new experience for them. What are kind of your thoughts on, I guess, uh, addressing student needs in the Milton campus that currently don't exist? <coughs> yeah, planning for that's definitely going to be an interesting one, right? I know if you go back and take a look at some of the conversations that the student union board's having now, there's already plans in place, working with student affairs office and a bunch of stuff on that front. And I think one thing that's really important to consider when we're thinking about that is students that are coming to the Milton campus next year and beyond are going to be different students than what we've seen in Waterloo or Brantford in the past. It's going to be largely a commuter campus, mm-hmm. um, which means we might see some more mature students in that space rather than your traditional kind of 18 to 22 that you see on a university campus. So what does programming look like for them? What kind of support do they need as a student? If it's largely a commuter campus, we're probably not running an event at 8 p.m. in a classroom, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, people aren't going to stick around campus to go to a club event that night. What do clubs look like on that campus? Who yeah. knows, right? So I think especially when it's small, it's probably not realistic or feasible to say we're setting up an office and we're going to have a full-time student union staff member there 24-7, right? I know rough targets were about 100 students in Milton next year and at the end of the day, like from a student number to staff member ratio, like that's probably, you're probably not staffing an SU office seven days a week. But we can work with institutional partners to make sure the student union is still represented there, whether that's having some staff members go and work there a couple days a week or just make sure we have a presence. And also, like I said, working with the student affairs office to make sure that whoever does end up working that campus from an institutional perspective has knowledge about what the student union is doing to make sure that if we can't be there, someone who knows about what we do is there and can speak to it, right? Those students are, one Milton student is the same as one Waterloo student. They deserve the same support and the exact same access to resources that students here have. So making sure that there's folks on that campus prepared to engage in those conversations and set those students up for success. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. I think that kind of takes us kind of, we, we've kind of run the gauntlet about, we've gone all, we've gone all across Southern Ontario talking about different plans. Um, I guess before we wrap up, I asked you at the beginning, why did you decide to run for president? And now I'll ask you, why should students vote for you for president? Yeah, it's a hard question. Like I said, there's four of us running this year. And I think at a face value, like I'm not a better person than anyone else running, right? Mm-hmm. But I think I do have a unique set of experiences on campus that set me up for success in this role. Like it's the operational experience I've been able to get as an AVP, the experience from running an organization pretty independently with my faculty association, the connections I've made on campus. I think a lot of the prep work that goes into a presidential term, like that relationship building and the operational knowledge learning, I think I have a lot of it already, which sets me up to hit the ground running day one. I think I also have a really built up platform. I have some ideas and it kind of your values and what you want to see on campus aligns with it. I think there's a reason right there as well. But ultimately, I'm here to impact student experience and impact the campus community in hopefully a positive way. So that sounds good. I'd say vote for me. Thanks, Ben, so much for uh, coming out and chatting with us. Before I let you go, I'll just kind of give you the chance to feel free to if there's maybe anything we missed during this chat or if there's anything else you want to shout out or just let people know where they can learn more. Now is now's your chance. <laughs> yeah, the one other initiative that I would love to chat about a little bit that we haven't chatted about yet is actually at the very end of my platform if you scroll all the way down. But it's kind of about the idea of promoting student experience for everyone on campus. So high level, what that would look like is a project that I've actually been kind of working on from my days as a faculty association president. Something that's been on my mind since is starting what I'm calling a student experience equity fund. Basically, the idea there is there's tons of really awesome opportunities for students to engage with on campus here and on campuses across the country, whether it's a case competition for a business student, a research competition for a science student, a conference for an art student, competition for a music student, like 
honestly anything. A lot of those can have a delegate fee associated with it or cost some money to go there, right? Travel costs. Everything's costing more and more these days. And I think we all know that students might not have a ton of disposable income day to day. And some students are coming from a place of privilege, might be able to afford that. Other students might not. And I think a key thing a student union can do is help support those initiatives and those opportunities for every student on campus. So establishing a fund that's largely based on equity, so folks who need the money can access it, provide some funding for students to go attend those really awesome student experiences and enhance their life at Laurier and maybe learn something along the way, have a little fun, but kind of set students up who are interested and want to, to go enhance their student life and make their time at Laurier that much more impactful. Beautiful. All right. Thank you very much. And now I guess where can students go to learn more? Where can they see you? What can kind of you're coming to I guess you're it's so quick this year. You're kind of coming to the end of it quick. Yeah. Uh, where can students learn more both, I guess, physically as well as uh, digitally? Yeah. Digitally, our Instagram is Ben, B-E-N, the number four and then SU president. So bunch of stuff's posted there already. My full platform's linked in that bio. So if you want to take some time and read 17 pages, have fun. That's why it's there. Physically, we'll have booths on both campuses pretty much every day for the rest of the campaign period. So today's Wednesday, we'll be in the Science Building on the Waterloo campus. Thursday, we'll be in RCW in Brantford tomorrow. Back in the concourse on Friday in Waterloo. And then RCW and the Quad on Monday. So find someone in a forest green shirt. They're happy to chat more. But yeah, we'll have some physical presence on both campuses for the rest of campaign period too. Great. All right. Well, thanks so much, Ben, for sitting down and chatting with us. And for those of you listening, your, your voting campaign period or your voting period's coming up soon. As we said at the top, you'll you'll be getting your email. You'll be It'll be really easy for you to vote. So definitely recommend you checking that out. And stay tuned to Radio Lure for some more uh, interviews with some other candidates as well as further elections coverage. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll hear from us soon. Thanks for having me.